This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 24. In our last episode, we explored the benefits of meditation and tapping and how we can really use it to connect to our body and how we can use it to counteract the effects of stress and burnout, as well as to build wellness into our lives. This week, I'd like to continue the conversation, and I'm so excited to welcome my guest, Dr. Lola Day, and talk about a topic that is very dear to my heart, which is how do we manage all of the things that are present in our everyday busy lives, all the distractions, all the mental chatter, all the clutter, including mental, digital, and physical clutter, and how do we manage that in a way that is kind to our mind, to ourselves? It's very easy when there's so many expectations to feel distracted and to not really live in alignment with our goals and our vision, to go with our to-do list and to do the things that seem high priority, that seem really important in the moment without really considering, is that really what we need to be doing? Is that the best use of our time, of our energy and our focus? Is there someone else who could do this? Could we delegate or automate this? Is it possible that this is something that doesn't even need to be done, that it doesn't bring any value to our lives or to the lives around us? So as we start the conversation today, I'd like to encourage you to explore these thoughts and Look at what's on your calendar. Is your calendar in alignment with the things that are important for you? Are you doing the things that keep you busy because you want to or because it's someone else's expectation of you? If you were truly living in alignment with your vision and goals, what would it look like? What would you choose to do tomorrow? Thank you for joining me today. And I'm so excited to welcome my guest Dr. Lola Day of Lollitasking. She's a mom of three and double boarded in pediatric and pediatric cardiology with fetal cardiology. She's the productivity and work-life strategist for easily distracted women with ADHD. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to talk to you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you as well. And I would love to hear, how do you balance being a physician, being an entrepreneur, being a mom? I'm sure our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about your journey and how you've really carved that path for yourself. So before we even talk about how to be balanced, I have to talk about how not to be balanced, right? Because so as a physician, 
physician and a mom, let's even talk about as a physician, first mm-hmm. of all, right? We are expected to wear multiple hats. Like we go from, depending on what specialty you are, you can one second go from being in a high intensive, really like emotionally drained room. And then the next room could be a happy child who just got a heart transplant. And I'm talking from a cardiology standpoint right now. You have to be able to switch. And I feel like medicine doesn't give us the ability a lot of times to just decompress. And I think a lot of us take that into our personal life as well. So medicine is a go-go till it's done. And then when we bring that into our personal life also, and then we go-go-go, and we end up getting burnt out. There's this analogy someone used uh, one time that spoke to me a lot of times. I said, life can be a sailboat. You take your time, you go with the wind, you course correct, or it could be a speedboat where you just go. What do we know about speedboat is if you go and you don't stop, you're going to eventually crash into something. And that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening with a lot of us. We have the ability to go and it's a lot of time our superpower, but sometimes we don't know how to turn off. Mm-hmm. So one thing I have done is to implement self-care, which starts with me. And a lot of times when people think about self-care, yeah, they think about self-care as go get my dog, go get a massage, <laughs> face did my hair, which are all important and mm-hmm. actually makes me feel amazing. I love doing those things. Don't get me wrong. But self-care for me is actually coming back to the inner self of me, like mm-hmm. balancing my soul. I'm Christian. So making sure my, my Christian faith is in tune with who I am, balancing my mind. What is my mindset? I tell people mindset is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Balancing my body. What am I doing? Is my cortisol level all the way up all the time? For people that don't, sorry, I'm talking a little medical right now. <laughs> but are you always stressed? When you have that stress hormone high, that leads to a lot of health concerns. And it all cycles back. So what are you doing for yourself every day before you tackle your family, before you tackle your work, before you tackle all the other thousand and one responsibilities you have? What are you doing for yourself every day to make sure you are truly balanced in yourself? So for me, the one thing I say I do to be balanced is self-care and rest, implementing that Sabbath time and the Sabbath day. So throughout the day, I have times where I just center myself and meditate. People think you have to be in a lotus position to meditate. It could just be, it's been a busy day reading echo. I may just close my eyes for 30 seconds, tune out everything and recenter myself. And that gives me the ability to go on again much of what you said that resonated. I loved it. And it's so true. I think that we, if we didn't have that as our personality, a lot of us do when we go into medicine, but if we didn't, the culture of medicine of just being more productive, being more efficient, how do you build green efficiency and lean efficiency and all of that, it really does translate. And one of the things that I realized when I hit rock bottom and thinking, oh my God, I I don't even know where else to go. I just couldn't see a way out of that space is realizing that this was everywhere. It wasn't just at work. This was at home. This was, I had actually no self-care at that time. And that is one of the spaces that I started out. I thought, okay, what could I do to help and nurture myself? And in reality, when I started thinking that, I realized I don't even know what I like to do. What do I do? And I used to do yoga and meditation when I was a lot younger and I totally lost track of it, I think for almost 20 years. And so just building that little pockets, because 
when you start, a lot of times that's how it starts. It's okay, what can I do? I have 10 minutes for here or dinner's cooking and I got a little break. What do you do? And, and as you build these little spaces, then you see the value in it and you think, oh my God, this is so amazing. And I love the nurturing of your spirituality, of your physical wellness. Yeah, definitely good going out and getting massages and all of that too. But there's so many parts to self-care that, that I think we don't always talk about, but definitely one of the, the huge part is really just who are you? What nourishes you? When was the last time you felt that true joy in the moment? And just keep doing more of that. And then if you don't know, then that's how you figure out. That's how you learn and grow. So I think that's such a beautiful space to really nurture yourself. So thank you yeah. for sharing that reminder. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And a lot of things that hold people back, I, uh, people are like, oh my gosh, but Dr. Lola, you just don't understand. I have 10,000 children and 1,500 jobs and 2,000 husbands. I just can't do it. And I'm like, okay, you have is two minutes, do two minutes. And for example, I'm pretty good with the spiritual aspect because like, I've trained my brain like you cannot do anything in the day until you've read your Bible. So that's good. I'm good with the mindset because I'm really good at psyching myself. I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys. The one I'm not good at is the body part, like exercising. And for those who that don't know, I do have ADHD and exercise is really good for our brain to like get your productivity going. And so it's imperative I do an aerobic for at least 10 minutes every day. Okay. Oh, sir. That is so hard for me because I don't love to exercise, but it's just, I just rather do other things. And in the beginning, it was hard and I just had to be like, you know what? I'm only doing two minutes. And a lot of times I tell people it's the inertia to start. Once you've gotten started, it gets better. So every day I do at least two minutes of exercise. It may be 10 jump, it may be 100 jumping jacks that I get done in two minutes. It may be jump rope. It may be running, but I do at least two minutes. Do I really stop at two usually? <laughs> but because I've told myself, come on now, you could do two minutes. Seriously, you could do two minutes. It would take you two minutes to walk downstairs. You could do two minutes. So that helps a lot. So I tell people, even if it's, if they're like, oh, I just don't have time for my mindset stuff. I'm like just do two minutes mm -hmm. just tell yourself because if you read the stuff they're like you need an hour and a half every day and a busy mom is like whoa i only <laughs> have an hour to do whatever mm -hmm. so even me at this time i literally only have 30 minutes to get everything in because i'm also a business owner and i mm -hmm. do business before I go to work I still work full-time oh wow yeah so I I have to get it in somehow and for me done is better than perfect is mm -hmm. my mother it's better you get it done than not yeah. do it at all because I think that whole idea of wanting to do it perfect which is another thing that is really <laughs> in physicians right we're all type a person well not all mm -hmm. most of us are type a personality mm -hmm. most of us like are ready to grind ourselves to death you stories of people say almost like a badge of honor oh my gosh I worked till I went into labor like it's a cold thing or something and I'm one of those people right <laughs> now I look back and I was like you were crazy or say oh my gosh guess what I had the flu and I was sick as a dog and in the car room my friend put an IV in me and I'm like why don't we just go home oh. like that ability that idea of sacrificing yourself for all it's not good mm -hmm. don't realize 
sacrifices. In you sacrificing yourself, you actually don't give the best for all. So I say like self-care or thinking about yourself first is actually one of the best things you could do for humanity because if you yourself, if you're balanced, if you're always, if you're mm-hmm. happy and joyful and not stressed, you have a better mental capacity to be able to think and treat your patients well, to be able to think and be present with your children, to be able to think and have that relationship you want with your husband because you're not so stressed. And guess what? The people, you may be amazing at work, but when you come home, the mm-hmm. people you love the most are the ones who get the brunt of your stress. Mm-hmm. They need you too. So the ability to be able to balance it is very important. I'm going to say one more thing and I'll shut up. No, you're awesome. And then one thing we also have to learn to do is communicate with our superiors or our bosses Mm -hmm. like a lot of us are so scared in medicine to tell them what we want and what we Mm -hmm. need and we end up depriving us we end up telling ourselves this lie that they would not understand they may not understand but the more we don't talk about it the more they would understand Mm -hmm. so the more we talk about it the more the people above us will if they keep hearing it they're like okay maybe it is a problem but we were like oh i'm just a fellow i don't want them to think i'm lazy mm-hmm. i think a lot of times it's how we say it and not what we say mm-hmm. if we're like okay let's say you're a fellow for example or a junior attendant or even a mid-range attendant by age because they're us middle like five years out of fellowship and stuff so like you go and you like listen i am realizing that this right here is not working for me mm-hmm. and it is not working for me i'm not bringing my best to the patient you gotta come from that angle you come from that angle they're able to ask you okay so how can we make it better i've had some of my clients go talk to their bosses and they come back and they're like what i was like exactly you never Mm -hmm. ask what you don't ask they don't know Mm -hmm. you can't assume that they just understand all the stress and burden you have from your work yeah so true and you really brought that to life as far as that feeling oh they're not going to understand and feeling maybe even we don't have power to change that that's just the way it is this is just the expectation Mm -hmm. everyone else is doing it why can't i do it and and we don't realize that we all bring different strengths but we also all have different challenges and really living in our own space of strengths and acknowledging our weaknesses and challenges, I think does allow us to do our best. And when we are healthy, when we are well, when we are happy, that's when we are at our most productive, our most creative, and we give the best, not just at work, but also at home. Cause we definitely don't want to work hard all day and then come home and just be yelling at the kids and just not able to enjoy the moments at home. Cause at the end of the day, work's going to be done and your kids going to remember you as like your kids remember you. yeah absolutely so that's so true yeah kids for me one of my biggest motivations to get my life together is my kids I didn't want a situation where 80 years down the line they're like <laughs> yeah I did not want to be like my mom or you hear of those children who their dads were like fantastic physicians and they're like I would never go into medicine mm-hmm. and ask them why they're like you don't have time for your family.
family. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do you really not have time for your family? Or do you choose not to have time for your family? It's two mm-hmm. different things. And some people will argue with me, my job would not let me, blah, blah, blah. Could you go three quarter? Or even when you're right, like I still work full time, like I said. But when I come home, what do you do when you come home? A lot of times, like it's not even the quantity of time you spend with the children is the quality of time you spend with them so if you're home i don't care if you're stay-at-home mom if you're not present with your child doing things with them hanging out with them laughing with them creating memories with them you may as well have been working right but if you come home and you know okay i come home at 6 p.m every day and the kids go to bed at 7 30 that one and a half hours is going to be the best one and a half hours they have every day like creating memories memories with them right so like my older daughter like we'll cook together like we'll laugh together i'll let her make a mess a little bit dip down <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna have to clean this up but be realizing that okay this is something that's necessary mm-hmm. to be able to connect with them so having that connectivity with your children is very important yeah and there's so many ways to do that i, I agree earlier you were mentioning about meditation even and doing things with kids or even self-care everyone thinks well, i just don't have time for it because i don't have an hour or this or that, but really you can put it wherever you want it to be. And a lot of times actually that I spend with my kids is in the kitchen. I love to cook and bake and they enjoy it too. And so we bake together and we have all these fun memories of doing things together. So it doesn't even have to be this extra other activity, but what are things that are already doing and how do you bring fun into that and engage them so that they remember, oh yeah, oh my goodness, dinner time was always so much fun we did this and then of course they learned some skills to boot so that they're all exactly so there's one thing we do and a lot of times we're like oh my gosh I have to pick up the toys I have to it's so funny I'm like listen my kids don't really see it as chores because we're having fun while doing it we do it together like I'm not just watching tv while they're cleaning mm-hmm. up and stuff because I know that's our time so mm-hmm. like we have our cleanup song we sing we're like clean up let's see who let's get this and my kids are a lot they're very competitive like they're Mom. So everybody's trying to figure out who's gonna clean up their side better, and you know, and it becomes fun and we do it together and I totally feel you like you don't have to go for a ski vacation for them to mm-hmm. know that you've had time together with them like even like last night like usually we have strict bedtime and last night I was like you know what let's watch Cora like this avatar <laughs> show that's the one show they because I have two boys and a girl that's the one show they all like so we mm-hmm. all just sat down to me I looked at myself oh my gosh 1 a.m. if you're still laughing and <laughs> giggling and I was just like you know what I'm gonna leave you guys downstairs I'm going upstairs mom has a headache I, I bet they're still down there but again it's been a memory it's not yeah. always following the rules to a T and just having that time of connectivity with them and they will remember that yeah. so when you go to work they're like oh mommy has to go to work because there's some sick babies there mm-hmm. but they know when you come back you will have time for them as well yeah they children know when we're truly present with them right. I think that's what right. I found so I would love to hear one of the challenges in the last year has been just all of that there's been so many more added tasks if you will and it's not really even tasks but expectations of moms and I think with kids being home more and it's not the same as having play dates all the time or they're not as occupied so that's been an added challenge and then of course with work and all of the extra precautions so there's been a lot of changes in the last year and I was just curious personally or professionally have 
have you had any perspective or mindset shifts or any insights that's happened because of last year? Yeah, I would say the last half of the pandemic last year was really rough for us because my kids were quote unquote homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I, I really didn't think they had school that last year, to be honest. <laughs> and I was an essential employee, so I had to go to work. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a nanny at that time because mm-hmm. earlier that year, we were like, we could do it. The oldest is preschool now, or the youngest is preschool now kindergarten we could do it it just came out of bad time like so we didn't have a nanny and my husband he works from home already so he's it and Mm -hmm. he's doing things or computer stuff he's doing things so even though he's at home he can't be present with them so it was like yeah he was there but you know how much did they really get from him this is not to disparage my husband at all it was tough for for everybody and i had to write a note to the school i was like listen we there's no way we're getting this homework done every day and they made a change where we could turn it in once a week so weekend was essentially like our school days like Mm -hmm. where we'll make sure we got everything done during the week they tried as much as they could but weekend was where we really got there so with that basis what i realized uh one more than other was that our kids are actually quite resilient and the ability to bring the kids into help I feel like we parents a lot of times we do them a disservice thinking they can't do things okay so at that time my older child was able to help my baby so when the weekend came and I would review things with the babies or the younger ones she did an, a fantastic job and just being able to rely more on them and giving them that ability to take control and mm-hmm. actually um, teaching them how to take charge so that taught me that yes it's okay to do that delegate there's mm-hmm. a lot of time when we're thinking delegating and outsourcing with the kids, hire a nanny, hire, hire this. But before you even do that, what are things in your house or people in your, including your husband, right? What are people, things in your house you could delegate? And what I found out is the problem is not that they can't do it. The problem is we as type A moms don't believe they can do it well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for example, my daughter is really good at washing dishes down. Mm-hmm. But she, actually my middle son is better than my daughter, believe it or not. Because he, I think he's a little little bit like me Taipei mm-hmm. like over excessive but it did start that way like they made tons of fumbles I saw little food at the bottom of a few plates but you have to have that ability to say you know what everybody needs to crawl walk walk before they run and mm-hmm. be able to sit on your own hand and just let them fail so they can learn from it. And I think it's something we would have done eventually, but I think the pandemic forced us to do it. Because right. this wasn't the, it was like the first month, we couldn't even get a lady to come mm-hmm. that day she was shut down mm-hmm. when nobody was moving. So yeah. everybody had to chip it, okay? And, and I think if I was going to bring out what was the best part about it, is me learning how to trust my husband and kids. That's awesome. And what a great gift, right? What a great blessing to come out of these challenges. I I agree with you. I actually had the exact same experience. I used to have so much more help. And then suddenly I was in this place where, okay, there's no one coming in to help and I've got (laughs) work and home and there was just no way to get everything done. In the beginning, it it was challenging. Absolutely. Um, But but you know, what you said actually about trusting, it's so true. I, I didn't actually, I don't 
don't know that I realized that was the initial problem, but it's really just thinking they're not going to do it the way I want it to. And I just had to think, okay, what's more important that I'm not in charge of 20 things. Maybe I'm in charge of 10 things and the rest of the stuff is delegated, but I have a little bit of breathing space. And you know what? Those things are going to be done as they are. And and there's no nitpicking. There's no saying you didn't do this. You didn't do that. You have to accept what they do. It took a little bit of, a, a little bit of even growth for me, but now I feel so blessed because yeah, my oldest is 16 right now and my youngest is seven, but they do so much around the house and I cannot imagine how I would have really survived the pandemic without their involvement. And in a way, it's also teaching them that they're so valuable in the family. And if this is ways they can contribute, they can help each other. And even just being aware before they used to walk by the dirty areas or whatever. So someone's going to come and clean it. But now they walk and they're like, okay, I've even had my daughter say sometimes, you're making dinner. Let me finish cleaning up over here. So we're done when dinner. And you're like, wait, what? It's so true. And it's such a, it really is a blessing. So I think that that is an unexpected blessing that came. It's funny you ask that question because I was just thinking about it. Actually, yesterday we we got our nanny back now. But even before the daddy came and me and my daughter were making lunch, I was like, okay. Oh, she's such a delegator too. She like, she's okay. She called my middle one. Why don't you go get the plastic plates and set the table? (laughs) And okay, then she told the baby, why don't you go get the cost? I'm going to get the water. Do we want water or juice today? They can only have juice one meal a day. So they had to pick which one. Do we want juice now or do we want it for dinner time? They're like, I'm looking at her. Oh my gosh. It it, it was great seeing it. And she's not, she's not, she's not that old, you know? Um, And realize that as she gets older, she's going to be more responsible because, Mm -hmm. and one thing I've drilled in them is that we're a family, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're cleaning the house together to help each other out. Mm -hmm. Cooking, not for you, but for us. Mm -hmm. You're cleaning, not for me, but for us. Mm -hmm. You're doing your laundry, not for me, but for us. Like having that team mentality Mm -hmm. is very important. And here's one thing that I get a lot of back from moms about. I don't pay my kids for chores. Yeah, I don't either. Thank you. I get a lot of pushback from balls when I tell them that they're like, that's how did I get money? And I was like, so I was like, here, this is what I do. I feel like my job is I'm a pizza cardiologist. Mm-hmm. I go to work, I make my money. Your job is to get good grades. That's it. So they get paid above and beyond if they get good grades. Everything else, cleaning, washing, no. Mm-hmm. They may get penalized and their money mm-hmm. taken away if they don't if they mm-hmm. don't do those things. But I think we need to change that mentality. I personally think, but everybody's different. However, way you want to do it is fine. But I think that works best for our family. Just thinking of it as a team mentality versus if you do your chores, you because she's not in my friend gets fifty dollars a day for doing this and this, and I'm like, wait, first of all, fifty dollars for a nine year old? Okay, no. Wow. Second of all, <laughs> yeah, I was like. Second of all, like we're doing it together. I think, and now like that mindset has changed for them that, okay, we're helping together Mm -hmm. as a team. Yeah, yeah, so true. We keep the allowance actually separate from from really any of the things that they are achievement oriented or like things that we would do for the family, just because we don't want, we don't want that. Oh yeah, okay. If I am good, then I'll get paid or so we've tried to keep that separate. And and honestly, I forget 
forget about the allowance. But yes, one thing though that has happened is because my oldest is 16 and, and he was planning to do some work. He wanted to be a tutor and all these things. And of course that's changed. Right. It, that's not been an, a great option. There's virtual that. tutoring, by the way. I could talk to yeah. you about that later. Oh, great. He would love that. I'm sure. He just hasn't done it. So he and my 12 year old, both of them have negotiated to be my, help me with my business. And I actually do pay them for that because oh. they'll do, I've had them manage my emails. I've had them help me with my podcast. So for all of those things, because I would have paid someone else to do that. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, okay, if that's a job that you want and you'll do a good job, I have the same expectations as I would anywhere else. But it's been a great, actually, source of help for me. I We're getting ready to move soon. And I have some things that I need organized. And I would have usually had someone come in and help with all that. And mm-hmm. so they're doing it. I'm like, great. That's a great way to earn money. Now you don't get paid for washing the dishes or helping with dinner. But if you're doing something that I would pay someone else to do, especially related to my business. So there's been a lot of changes as far as how we even think about and how they think about entrepreneurialism, right? How do you creatively explore with the restrictions you have? But yeah, and also virtual everything has been, right? So we have so many more options now because there are more things available virtually. So I think that's definitely a huge, huge impact. I would love to hear a little bit about you. If you had, if you could go back in time and you could talk to your younger self, what is one piece of advice that you would like to give your younger self? So if I went back, it depended on which stage of my life. So I would say in undergrad, I did a lot more working than playing. I did mm-hmm. enjoy life. I was so type A. I was so focused on getting into medical school. Like medical school was this holy grail we all had to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I went to a party school. Don't get me wrong. I had fun. But I mean, I, I remember things like my friends would do. And I'm like, no, I have to study. Albeit, yes, it, it was sacrifice. And there was, I, I saw the result of my sacrifice. But I think if I had started at that time to learn self-care and love, self-love and self-care, I think things would have been better. I was in a program yesterday. It was like a virtual meetup and there was a resident and a fellow in there and they were saying all the right things. And I was like, wow, I wish I was like that back then. Like mm-hmm. knowing, the, knowing that without you, nothing is going to happen. Taking care of yourself first is the most important thing. I think the reason why I got burnt out when I got burnt out was like, I always thought of myself last. And that's even if I ever thought about myself, it was always the kids, it was the husband, it was my work, it was other things, but I never really thought about myself, Mm -hmm. like even like pamper myself, like I was like the last thing and people say that as sacrificial, but it's actually that, like I tell people, I'm like, listen, I'm not superwoman, okay, superwoman (laughs) does not exist, I've put the cape down a long time ago, I may be Wonder Woman because you wonder how I do, but this whole idea of you know the fact of wearing this cape I guess Mm -hmm. my younger me was like guess what I did all this by myself Mm -hmm. yeah it's not sexy and that's kind of what I'm teaching my daughter now too like it's Mm -hmm. okay to think about yourself first Mm -hmm. it's oh my gosh the other day this is what I gotta say so I was I went to my daughter's room and she was like Bobby can you please give me five minutes I'm like what are you doing like rolling my eyes give you five minutes are you kidding 
it, but she was like, I need a me time, okay? I need to just Aww. decompress. I was like, oh my God. Oh, how precious. That's awesome. Not that you need to decompress. She was like, you have to take care of yourself first, like you say, before <laughs> anybody. Mm-hmm. And she had herself. She's a girl, okay? Mm-hmm. So her idea of self-care is laying down with her little fake nail mm-hmm. polish and stuff. And I'm just like, oh Lord, what have I done? <laughs> Initially, I rolled my eyes and I was, then, then when I walked away, I don't know. I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually important. Mm-hmm. And she's learning that. And what I tell people all the time is it starts from you. Mm-hmm. A lot of the reasons we are the way we are as women is because we saw our mom. Like my mom was a professional woman too. Mm-hmm. And I saw her do so much. And I'm like, my mom did it. Why can't I do mm-hmm. it? But she was exhausted too. So the ability of my child to see me that, listen, stress is not sexy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stress is not cool. And you taking care of yourself should be your number one priority before you take care of other people. Mm-hmm. It's not being selfish. It's being self full of right. yourself that you can help other people the best way you can. And see that breaking that cycle mm-hmm. is the best thing. So if I could do it all over again, I wish I learned that even like pre-college years, mm-hmm. medical school, because I think it would have helped me make better decisions even on like maybe things I could have done or done. Yeah. And of course you're here because of your journey. But I, I, I know that's something that I always think about too. And I think one of the things is when we were in medical school and residency and such, I don't know that wellness wasn't discussed as much. There, there was not that same self-awareness, you know, of, oh yeah, you know, it, it was considered to be sexy to overwork yeah. yourself and rest. And, oh, I worked two days straight and I was here all night and I'm here again. And it was just, that was expected. And you yeah. did it with a smile because that's just what was expected. So I think that it's definitely, it is different overall. And I'm glad people are asking for these changes and yeah. seeking them even in training because it is so important and it makes such a huge difference. So thank you so much for highlighting that and sharing that. And if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or get to know more about your program, where would they find your information? Yes. So two ways. I'm on Instagram. You can always send me a direct message on Instagram. And my company is called Lolly Taskin, but my IG name is called Lolly Tasker. So that's L-O-L-I-E-T-A-S-K-E-R. And like she said, I'm a productivity and work-life strategist. And I actually have a program called Accomplish Ease where I help these busy moms or distracted moms learn how some of these things we've talked about, learn like the ways to actually do it and have that not only self-care, but time management and productivity. And it's a usually six-week program and then a year of accountability because accountability is very important. We can talk to talk, but we need to walk to walk. So you can learn more about that when you go through my IG. And if you can find that or you're not a social media person, even though my IG is public, so you should be able to get in contact there either way. But if you're not a social media person, you can always email us at hello, H-E-L-O at lolitaskin, L-O-L-I-E-T-A-S-K-I-N-G dot com. And there you could email me about anything. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. And then I'll actually send you something. I have this thing called ways to touch your productivity because that's what the people are always asking me. What is one thing I can do to tantalize my productivity? Number one, I would say self-care. That's number mm-hmm. one. And that's one of the things I list on there. I can send it to you to give to them also as a freebie if they wanted it as well. Thank you. That's so generous of you. Absolutely. And I'll 
include that information, your contact, et cetera, in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the time that you've spent with us, that you've shared. It was really fun to chat. No, it was. I love chatting about this thing. We need need to have more conversations about it. The more we talk about it, the more people learn from it and the more we can change the world as a whole. I love that. Perfect. I think that there's so many ideas here really for all of us, including me, to just really explore. And we never know what works for everyone, right? It doesn't all work for everyone, but there's so many great ways for us to create change in our life and and just really live in our moment of joy. So I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.